Hey everybody, it's Joe real quick. Big Money Eddie fucked up real bad at the beginning with his microphone. He had to do the pre-intro again, so if it sounds kind of weird, it's fine. I'm just letting you know, he fucked up big time. Okay? Okay, roll intro. In 1986, Fozzie the Bear directed a quintessential musical, the essential musical for horror after Rocky Horror Picture Show. In this movie, you have Rick Moranis and a talking plant. This is Little Shop of Horrors. Why do I know one of those uh, one of those chorus girls? I kind of know her. Who is that? That's Gina from Martin. Ah, because she just popped out of here out of nowhere. She did. She did. They. It was weird because like once you finish that cold opening, like I don't know where the song just started playing. Oh, I didn't. Girls just came walking. It was the narrator. The narrator did that. That's true. Good point. That's not you. No, you're not the narrator. No, I'm not the narrator. Oh, it's Joe. No. Well, Joe's our producer. Joe's our producer. Right. Hey, Joe. Cheers to Joe. Cheers to Joe. Cheers to Joe for doing great openings for us when he needs to and producing our episodes. Yeah. No, he's he's great. No, he always produces all of our episodes. We told him at the beginning... When we, you know, with the labyrinth fiasco and whatnot, yeah, he called it a fiasco. It's just we thought it was, dude, it happens. It, it happens, man. It's part of the way uh, he was like, driving himself insane. He so. was a fucking asshole. Love you, Joe. Love you, <laughs> so Joe. I went like, no, it's fine. If you want to do a little opening, just explaining it. And now he wanted to do a little opening again because I fucked up uh, at the beginning. Yeah. So I don't know, Joe. You're taking a little bit of a spotlight. I'm just yeah. Like, I need Joe needs to just. Kind of take a step back yeah, right, no, right now. Like, this is our show. Yeah, this it's is our show. Joe. This is the second rounds. This is the second rounds presents the flick book. And what's up, everybody? My name is Tommy James, aka Mr. Oh So Smooth, aka the Smooth Effect himself. And of course, I'm here with Big Money Eddie. What's up, everybody? This is Big Money Eddie, the Grand Wizard of Pop Culture, talking with the most dangerous man in all of geekdom, the yes, Grand Pooba of the second rounds family, the architect himself. That's right. I'm like Seth Rollins in a way. I am the architect. But you know what, dude? We did last week. We talked about some uh, Rocky Horror picture. That was good. I it was know. great. It was so much fun. It was a little gay, but, you know, we talked about it. it and it's be, okay, though. but it has, it, has to, it has to be. And, again, a huge musical um, a cult classic. Did I inspire you in, pick, in picking this one? Yes. There you go. You did, because uh, during that episode is when I made the decision of picking this of movie, which is, of course, if you haven't guessed it, <laughs> besides the fact that uh, the intro said it, the song tells you we're talking Little Shop of Horrors. <gasps> Surprise. Surprise. Look out. Oh, look out. Look out. <laughs> this movie. Okay, now, if you listen to our last episode, we talk about how 
uh, Rocky Horror Picture is just, it's fucking insane. It it's, is. It's it nuts. Is. It's crazy. Well, guess what? We're not that far off with this one. Agreed. This movie's fucking crazy, too. Although I will say something in this movie's defense. It's insane. Yes. But it's controlled insanity. Uh, yes. And it's, it's done very well in the sense where... Um, the story goes. The st- it has a beginning. It has an end. Like where, like you know where we're going. And the and the music, the music build, fits fits it, it that story. It it builds with it, which is cool because um, one of the writers of the songs was actually Alan Menken, ah, which d- did Disney, which so this Aladdin, is like Lion King, for him, basically. well, not Lion King, but yes, uh, exactly. So he was pretty much doing this, getting ready. To, I think the next movie after this was The Little Mermaid. So which again, the songs fit. With the story, exactly. without the songs, I mean, you can still have a story, but those songs bring more. The 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 it opens the the picture for you. Yes. it opens the door to where you're like, okay, I know where I'm at, I know where we're going, and and even like I said in the beginning when we're they're singing Little Shop of Horrors, there, it's 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 a fun movie. This is, yeah, a, fun is a fun movie. movie. You know, this is a family kind of movie too. You can watch this with the kitties. It's fine. It's it's good. Kid horror in a, in a way. Yes, it's not gory. No, you know, it's not. there's a little bit of blood, but 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 it's enough where you where it's an introduction. It's it's, it's a taste. Yeah, no pun intended with you know Audrey too. Right, which well, well we will definitely talk about some Audrey too. But Little Shop of Horrors was directed by the great, the one, the only Fozzie Bear, Fozzie Bear, Yoda, Frank Oz himself, Miss Piggy. He was Miss Piggy as well, um, and again, it's based uh, on on a Roger Corman film that he that, that, that was directed in the sixties. So, you know, correct without music, no music was actually no music. in that. It was just a straight movie, um, and this movie also has many cameo appearances, Bunch a lot of it. SNL cameo. Oh yeah, because I mean, if you look at the cast, it fits it the fits. S- it fits SNL. So obviously. Uh, Rick Moranis is in this movie. We mentioned that before. Steve Martin is in this movie. Um, I love him so much in this. Ellen movie. Green is in this movie. Ellen Green is in this movie. She is in this movie, and she's how I talk about this. You're a doctor. You can do that. I can't. Do I, it's it's difficult, but I could get somewhat close. And of course, Levy Shubbs, who is a fantastic singer. Is Audrey too? Oh yeah. Who is a female, by the way? Yes. <laughs> Which we have to throw it out there. Audrey 2, girl. And bad guy. (laughs) Bad girl. Bad girl. Bad plant. Bat plant. Bad plant. Bad plant. Um, At what point are we talking about like a bat plant? You don't talk about bad plants that much. Yeah, no, we don't. But Like it's poison ivy. Yes. And then Audrey 2. Yes, Audrey 2 over poison ivy. A hundred percent. But I'm just saying like, you know, came first. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Poison ivy came first. Okay. Audrey 2. And then that's it. I don't think there's any other bad plants out there. Yeah, yeah, there's no bad plants. But this movie gives us a reason to love the bad plants. Yes. We love this oh, the bad plant. Tomatoes. The, 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 oh, yeah, the Attack of the Killer Attack Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, those are, but they're, they're, they're vegetables. They're fruit. They're fruit. fruit. Oh, fruit they have. Yes, you're right. They are fruit. I keep yeah. always thinking they're vegetables. Everybody always confuses that. Because yeah, they have seeds. Because they have seeds, but they are fruit. Believe that shit. You're learning something today oh, there you go. on our little shop of horror. So let's get into it. Before we before we just break down this movie, just like we did last week, Big Money, I'm going to ask you. Yes, sir. When it comes to this movie, when you first seen it, what did you think? How did it make you feel? You know, they, they're talking possibly remake. Are you excited for that? I'm not excited. Honestly, I, I, I've always been of the opinion, like, just make new shit. 
Yeah. But if you're going to remake it, just remake it well and just keep the spirit, keep yeah. the fun. Um, when I saw this movie for the first, I saw this movie, uh, I think I was about eight to 10 years old, that range. Okay. And I watched it for the first time casually as I was flipping through channels. And we said before for the Zoomer uh, generation that is listening to this podcast, you know, flipping channels means you go in and you surf through your your uh, cable box or whatever you had at that right. moment, and you flip through channels and then see what's on. And then there's Rick Moranis. I loved Rick Moranis. I had seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. I had seen Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I loved Rick Moranis. I had seen Little Giants at that point. Yes, Little Giants too. Yeah. So I had seen all those movies. And I went like, I love that guy. Yeah. They're singing in this movie. They sings. <laughs> he sings. He sings. <laughs> I'm going to need to sit down and watch this movie. Yes. And that's where the first time I saw it, and my mind was blown away. Yeah. My mind was blown away. Absolutely. This movie is fantastic. It's insane. Not as insane as in the Rocky Horror vein. More insane in the sense of, like, you would think a stupid premise like this, because mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. stupid premise. Very stupid. It's not so much an insane premise like Rocky Horror. Yes. It's a stupid premise. Yes. You would think this if if you if I was a producer, you go you would go like let's pretend for a moment. Let's let's assume you're the pitch person okay. and I'm the executive producer. I go like hello, hello, yes, uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm doing very well, sir. I have a great movie idea that I'd like to pitch to you. Okay, so uh, you tell me right off the bat, is what is it you want to do? So we're gonna have this plant, right? And oh, it's so like an environmental message. Uh, not exactly. So there's this plant that feeds off of human blood. It's an alien, by the way, and it sings. So it's a horror movie. Uh, I guess you could say that. I'm thinking more musical comedy, though. A musical co- Get out. But, sir, there's a female in here that has a squeaky voice. I'm not sold yet, but I'm intrigued. Rick Keep Moranis going. is already interested in being on, on board. Sold. That, perfect. <laughs> You didn't. I didn't. Let, I didn't even have to mention that we also got Gina from Martin, or Steve Martin himself is willing to be in this movie. We were going to get Jack Nicholson, but uh, otherwise he was unable to be. In I this think movie. Uh, that would have been amazing. Yes, it would have been fantastic. Did you Jack Nicholson as the dentist. He was actually supposed to be Bill Murray's character. No, I think it, him as the dentist. <laughs> I don't know if he can sing though. Like, imagine him coming I'll in be singing. A dentist. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be too. <sighs> He would make it scary. I know, but that would, that would work. But, but it would be really funny, though. And then him working on Bill Murray. <laughs> well, open up them traps right there. Let's shut your that. mouth and open up. <laughs> but before we even get into those characters, so I'm on the same boat as you. I think when I seen this movie, I was probably probably around the same, maybe like seven, eight, nine, or ten. Um, and it was on television. Uh, but I didn't catch it in the beginning i caught it more towards the end like the end end like you know the oh. final song oh that, that's crazy so i was like what the fuck is this shit like i don't buy fuck that and i just tossed it to the side tossed okay. it to the side because okay. i never got a chance to really see it on tv again i think one day i was at blockbuster which for those people that don't know used to go to actually rent movies and stuff at this place it was really cool um it was an event it was an event you get candy there and stuff candy and then like, possibly if you were good mm-hmm. pizza Possibly. 
But that's a big possibility because you're already walking away with candy and a movie that you can only rent for like four days. And the and and the candy there was expensive. It's like, yes, it's like movie theater expensive. Oh stuff. yeah, they didn't, and it was just M and M's and the normal snow caps and you know raisinets and all that shit. Um, but I seen it in the at uh, at Blockbuster and I rented it and I watched it. And I was so mad that I never, as a kid, got a chance to see this from the beginning because, yeah, wow, I watched it two times, like after two times, two times while renting it, and then I never watched it again, really, until like maybe ten years later, where I think I was on probably Netflix or some shit, and it was on there, and I turned it back, and then I remembered. I remember. Yes. And I said, oh, my God, I remembered. And I went out and I bought the movie the next day. And I was like, this movie is fucking awesome. The songs are so good. I downloaded the soundtrack. I had it on my phone. I was playing it while I was driving. All the greatest things. I was showing other people. You you ever seen this movie? Because, you know, not everybody has actually seen this movie. No. And then. tell. Yeah. And then when you look at some people, they go, Yeah. Do you like it? Fucking love it. You damn right you fucking love this, it. It's fucking awesome. This movie needs to be seen by everybody. You know why this movie needs to be seen by everybody? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah. You could either be Rick Moranis. Yeah. Or you could be the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people that don't watch this movie turned up being the, the dentist. dentist. That's right. That's why you need to watch it's, this movie. It's moral education for you. It is. This movie has a lot of um, more morals and moral values. Um, oh, yeah. And it, and it gets interesting because especially how it's taken. Like, this movie is... Te- it's a comedy. It's a joke. Okay? It's a fucking spoof and a half of a fucking movie. But there are things you could learn from this movie. Life lessons and type of shit. So, in that standpoint, and that we're going to get into this movie now. Okay. So the movie right now, here's the thing, which makes it really even more funny and interesting. It takes place in New York. Okay. (laughs) It is in a rough, they call it a rough neighborhood in New York, which is known as Skid Row, which is like, I guess you could look at it like Harlem in a type of sense. Could be Harlem, could be Washington Heights, you know. Back, because we're also talking back then in the 80s. So they weren't the greatest places to live. And yeah, but um, I get, I get, definitely get like more of the Harlem or Washington Heights vibe and whatnot, maybe the Brownstone and yep. so, uh, so on and so on and so forth. And we get introduced to Seymour, which is Rick Moranis. Uh, and he works at Mr. Mushnick's flower shop. Mr. Mushnick. Mr. Mushnick. Mr. Mushnick. What a douchebag. He is a typical, I'm not going to say it, but those New Yorkers know what I'm talking about. And of course, he has uh, his colleague, which is Audrey. And she talked a little like this. Seymour. Seymour. Like she has the little squeaky little voice. She's not bad looking and anything. Great body, by the way. But her voice kind of throws me off a little bit. Great body. She does have a great body. She got big. Hits. She does. She does. She does. Great body. I don't know. It's just that the voice. Well, that's what I mean. The voice will throw you off in a sense. But what I like to about like we get we get introduced immediately. You know, yes. they're singing the little Shabaharas. It goes right into it where Rick Moranis is right there, and he's they're just talking about some plants and shit. She comes in talking about her boyfriend, and like you know, hey, he's such an asshole. Like she doesn't obviously curse, but like that's no, she never curses. She she's, never. She's, there's no cursing in this movie. Well, there is, but. They they the the girls curse yeah but well it and it comes in um the next song yeah the first main song to 
push this movie, to explain where we're at, to explain what's going on in our scenario, which is Skid Row. And it starts off beautifully. Here she comes. That's just... And she's just right in the corner. Mm -hmm. So impressive. Great focus. It's beautiful way she just comes in. And then here, I love this part though. Sing it, child. Sing it, child. Sing it, child. So it's 5 p.m. because that's when it's time to go home. Yep. Work's over. Downtown. <laughs> Broke? Yep. You go downtown. Here we go. Oh, beautifully. Yep. Beautifully sung. And this this whole song paints the picture. This is where we're at. Yep. Shit. This is the shittiest block you can think about. The shittiest place and to Here, this is when they curse. Where the hobbit fucking the snow. That's the only curse in this movie. They say fuck once. Where the hobbits fuck in the snow. But it's so well. But it works. And you don't catch it. You'll you know, catch it. and the best part too about this song is you do get to finally. This is when you get to hear Rick Moranis sing. Yes, and which he's coming up actually right now, and you also get Ellen Green. She comes in as well. So this is that you got them going down, yep. singing, just and again we're showing everything, everything, and then starts with Ellen Green. It it work. It fits. It, her voice fits. It, no, it fits. It fits. Boom. And it works. Fits. Sounds pretty damn good. Even though she has that weird crackly voice, it, it's whatever. But then, Rick Moranis. Didn't know he could sing. He sings well. Perfect. And now he's explaining his backstory. Yes. And that's what I like about this song. Again, like we, we, we mentioned it, how it's just, it fits. It goes with the story. It's telling you everything right now. So though you're it's listening, world building, it's world building. It's character building. Yes. And at the same time, it's catchy. That's important for, for music. calls me a slob, which I am. <laughs> And everybody comes together. Just we live in shit. Yep, that's what it is. And and if you lived in shit, you relate. You relate to it because you understand. I mean, even as a New Yorker, you kind of go, "I get where they're coming from." Yeah, I've never lived there like the way they explain it, but I've seen there. I've been around there before. I know people that have lived there. Um, not in Skid Row, but in the new, the real, real, I guess, quote unquote, Skid Row. Yeah, exactly. Now. After we're, we get our first real legitimate fucking yes. song, we know our characters, we know our backstory. Then all of a sudden, Mr. Mushnick's job is just not doing too hot. No, no, it's, it's, it's at this point, it's just being oh, it's, pretty ready to close. I swear, some of the plants are dying and everything. Almost every plant is fucking dying. No one goes in there, they don't want to buy anything. It's a bunch of just straight up bullshit. And then <laughs> Seymour walks in 
And he's like, hey, I have this plant. A little plant. A little plant. And he shows him. It's a little, little coffee cup. Came Do you think, the, 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 b- before we continue explaining, because yeah. most people know yeah. what what this plant is. It's Audrey 2. It's, it's, Aud- it's Audrey 2. Question. Did he get this Audrey 2 mm-hmm. in the same shop that the dad got the gremlins? It's pretty close. <laughs> It's pretty close. Uh, uh, it's it's an interesting take. It's an interesting take because um, they do ask where he gets how we got the plan, and that's where we're able to see. You know, we get a little flashback where he's just walking around. He's looking because he likes weird things. That's his whole thing. I he like weird, weird stuff. Plants, yeah. Weird plants. I like things that look differently. And then there's a solar eclipse, and he g- runs into this Chinese flower shop. Yeah. Of when the solar eclipse happens, so what happens? Everybody looks up, sees a solar eclipse. Oh wow, that's amazing! And then flash of lightning, and then out of nowhere, there's a fucking plant. And right I'm, there. I'm assuming that they also have gremlins in the back. I think you might be 100 correct that. There were definitely fucking gremlins back there. Now, the best part about it is when he notices the plant, he asks the guy that's selling, the salesman, I would like to buy this plant. The guy has no fucking clue what that plant is. Doesn't even know the fucking price, but still sells it to him. So I would do the same thing. I mean, yeah. Oh, man, that's a random fucking plant. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. That guy, that Chinese guy, he fucked everybody. Yeah, he did. He fucked everybody. He could have been like, I gotta be honest with you. That's not my plant. It it looks kind of funky. I don't even know if you want it. Well, I do. Here's some money. Yeah. And he fucking buys it and he brings it in. But he keeps explaining to Mishnah Mushnik and to Audrey. He says it's Audrey too, which he goes, Audrey too. But he explains that he it keeps is dying. He doesn't understand why. He's given it plant food, he's given it water. Yep. And that's where we lead into our next song, yes. which is a fantastic job by Rick Moranis doing this part, which was Grow for Me. He's downstairs in the basement. He's trying to figure out what the fuck do you want? Give him mineral water, water. Everything. And he explains it in the song. And again, story building, character building, just telling you what's going on. Yes. Even if you're an idiot, you can understand just from the lyrics exactly. of exactly what he's been doing. I've given you sunshine. He's given you sunshine. I've given you dirt. Dirt? You've given me nothing. 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 But heartache and hurt. Oh. I'm begging you, sweet. And he's trying to pick him up. Like, what's going on? Audrey 2 is just feeling. Just, no. It's not what he wants. Grow for me. Simple. And he's not even hitting crazy notes. Very simple. Sounds great. No, this is this is the example I give for uh, just like, for example, when it comes to like for Moana and things like that. Moana? Moana. Yeah. yeah. And for Moana, one of the things that, that I enjoy, the rock can't sing. Oh yeah, Rock can't sing for shit. Rock can't sing for shit, but you see, you're welcome. It's just it builds his story. Yes, it, it's a simple beat that can work with the actor. Correct. They can sing where it sounds like, hey, you, if you don't know anything about music, you go, the Rock can't sing, man. But it could, it fits, and this is the part. What do you want from me, blood? So for those, uh, this obviously you have to see in yes. in in the movie when when he says that, but unless I open a vein, yeah. So he cuts his finger. Let me pause that real quick. So he cuts his finger, and that's when all of a sudden the plant picks his head. I mean, he says, "And I was like, he's like kind of blowing kisses to him, but he said, mm, that I want some of that.' And this this weirdo, because <laughs> we're we gonna break around. He's a weirdo. weirdo. He's a fucking weirdo. Decides to. Give him a little bit of blood, and then he, he wants more. You know, 
and keeps yes. wanting more. And he doesn't, can't like speak baby, yet. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. like a baby, like a baby with a bottle. I want that. And he's, you know, he's pushing it out and doing all this shit. And then he walks away, goes back upstairs, and then you see. And it's, I love, I love the sound, <laughs> the effect that he yeah. does when he just he does the whole. He goes, <laughs> and he. He's growing. He's getting bigger. Uh, he's growing. He's growing. He's fucking becoming a big boy because he loves big himself. Uh, well, yes, we don't know it's a we don't know it's a girl off the bat, even though yeah, he yeah. does name it Audrey too. But we find out later that it's legitimately a female. So you know, and then when we hear her talk, we're like, "But that's a guy." Well, well, that's why this movie's fucking crazy. It's insane. It's fucking nuts. So then after that, you know, when it comes to to that scene, and you know. Because when he puts, because when he puts that that little plant there, and everybody's now interested in the plant, and everybody's buying and everything. By the way, Christopher Guest shows up in that. Yes. Well, the one thing I noticed too is when he puts the plant outside after the blood, yeah. he, um, and he notices it starts growing. He's showing Mister Mushnick, look, it's it's growing, and he puts it outside in the front uh, of the window. So yeah, then people start coming in and they want to buy shit. Yeah, I want. Let me get a dozen roses. It's so the. The plan is magical. Yeah, it's like a good luck charm. Right. But is it really? It's not, but we don't know that yet because we just, we know it's weird. We know the blood thing. And, and it's immediately, you go like, you, me, I would be going like, no, you're not getting blood. You're a devil plant. Yeah, you, die. You will You will die then. <laughs> you will die. No, I don't want you. I don't want that. And now people start coming in. He, because, you know, they're making money now, Seymour continues to, like, cut his... It's, it's, and all he's giving his finger blood. You know, he's not cutting yeah, his exactly. wrist or anything. Yeah, he's just, exactly, yeah. He's pricking his fingers. He's making them bleed. So he gets a little bigger and bigger and bigger. And one scene that I love is because now he becomes more of, like, a like a local type of hero type of thing. Like, very yeah, a celebrity, a celebrity yeah, in a sense. Yeah, he's a local celebrity. Yeah. Local celebrity, and he goes on a radio show. With... With a great cameo appearance by cameos here, John Candy. Candy. Oh my god, I love this cameo, and I love how it's how he does it, like how the radio show works. Like he's doing his own sound effects when he cries, "Oh, it was my neck!" And like you know, hey, everybody's here and it's watching it and it's it's great. And I, I can tell you, but watching that, I feel that's exactly how it was. That's how we're doing it. Like, right that's now. how we're doing it. You know, we, we, we could put um, noise in a soundboard, but technically I can crack my fingers and all that type yep. of stuff. But he was using different things around him to make noise. And it's one of the, he has the famous, that's the famous radio show. He's going there. He's got to talk about his plant. This plant is getting big. People love it. And of course, it's such a good luck charm for him. Then my favorite scene is and it's fucking hilarious it is is when um the secretary he's waiting he's in the waiting room and she bends over and Audrey to no he opens his mouth and he sticks his tongue out like he wants to bite it he's like i'm gonna bite that ass and that's i think that's all he was thinking he was like i'm gonna bite that ass i like that ass i'm gonna bite that ass bite that ass yeah i would have loved to hear levy shrubs to say this i'm gonna bite that ass I'll bite that ass like, it'll be good for me. That would he would have got, got a lot of blood in that one. Um, yes. So after all this is said and done, they talk about the plant. All they really focus on, but Seymour has a bad feeling when it yeah. comes to this whole time. He always has a bad feeling about the plant because I mean he's still literally fe- feeding it blood. You know, it's it's kind of obvious at that point. Then we get to find out that Audrey is currently in a relationship. And it's not just your 
typical kind of relationship. No, no. this is a uh, fucked up, weird, and you know Stockholm syndrome sort of like abusive relationship. Yes, just the worst relationship. But yes, unfortunately, it's with one of the best characters in this movie. It is one of the best characters in this movie. It is this character is played by Steve Martin, the great, the, the great, legendary. the legend. Derry, Steve Martin. And for those that don't know, this role in a high school play has also been played by our very own Mr. Malave. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he he always talks about it. I know how much he loves the movie and this character and especially this song. Sung very well, by the way, by Steve Martin. Oh, Steve Martin sings. Yes. Not everybody knows that, but he's a great singer too. And this song is called, well... I'm not gonna have to tell you. He tells you for him. <laughs> yep. Because he was a psycho. See, see he he's a puppy with a BB gun. Well, yeah. Usually, when you kill animals, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Bash his head. <laughs> what did she say? It's true. Yeah. That's like, I always felt um, that dentists were psychopaths. If you go to a dentist's office, it's painful. (laughs) Very painful. For your wallet and your mouth. Yes. And they just love it. Like they're, and they're all weird. I've never met a dentist to me that was just like a very like normal person. Like they're always just like, You gotta get this done. Like, they're all no, fucking I, I, weirdos. I don't think I'm like, a little pain there? A little pain there? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're like, yeah, no, it's okay. It's fine. No, you're but- fine. You're fine. Stop being a bitch. Uh, uh, it's one of the worst <laughs> pain ever is mouth pain. Teeth pain. And it's, and, and it's uncomfortable, too, because you have your mouth open. And yeah. It's like your mouth is drying. Yeah. I just put the little sucky thing in there. And this is what I love um, when he's doing, when he's singing this song, and we get a POV in someone's mouth. Yes. While they he's doing it that. with the with the fucking girls behind him singing. And they built a giant mouth like that. Yeah. Fantastic. Fucking awesome. It's hilarious. The song is hilarious. The song again, character building shows that he is a fucking crazed nutcase. He's a psychopath. Oh, mama. Like he oh, said, mama. he's out of his actually, damn mind. Actually, when you look at that and uh, one of those scenes when he's actually looking at the altar he built for his mama. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. where you go like nutcase, oh that, that, sicko, that's like a, like Norm, Norman Norman Bates. Bates. That's a psycho. You look at the picture that he has. That mom looks like she. He took the picture right before he killed her. Look, yeah, you look I at think the picture, so. You look like surprised, <laughs> and it's like he went like mama, smile for the camera. And then die, and then die. Well, I also we also got to mention that he also loves the laughing gas. He he doesn't give it to the patient. No, he gives it to himself. <laughs> he, <laughs> okay, I'm ready. And, and then he laughs. I love that little thing about it. Steve Martin just being like fantastic. And it's crazy because Over the top, but just perfect. Well, here's what's actually really funny that I was reading too is that obviously we mentioned before that they are looking to do a remake. Yeah. Do you know who they want to play the dentist? Oh. Chris Evans. It works. 
Yes and no. Like, I feel he would be more, he would act the way he does in Scott Pilgrim. Or um, uh, uh, another, uh, not another teenage. Uh, oh, not another teen, not another teen movie. Another yeah, but he wasn't like a bad guy in that movie. Well, yeah, like he was like a jock two, asshole. But mix the two. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. First of all, I don't even know if Chris Evans can sing like that, but maybe funny. It would be hilarious because that's like, that's America's ass, but no, he's a dentist. No, no. He's- I would love to actually um, find if Mr. Malave for some reason has like a tape or something of him singing the song. I'd love to hear it. Oh, oh yeah. Love, would, love to hear it. love to hear it. Because he said he, he did it. He had a great time doing it. And so again, the main part, part of this is we learned that this guy, obviously, he's a piece of shit. He's an asshole. He beats her. He's an abusive motherfucker. He is one Verbally of- Verbally and no, physically. Yeah, no, he's- No, he's just one of the worst human beings ever. Yes, 100%. He beats his nurse. <laughs> yes, he beats his nurse. He beats his nurse. <laughs> By a woman. <laughs> By a woman. <laughs> It's like he's a piece of shit. He opens the door. Everything he keeps hitting her. He punches her. Yeah, (laughs) when he comes into the office, he punches her. That's the way you want to start your day. A good swift (laughs) punch from your boss when he comes into work. Just bang! Oh, it's just kind of another day. Like, yeah, he's beating the shit out of you. Oh my god, he's such a bad guy. And then when he meets Seymour, just to give you another example, it's just like he just. Immediately grabs him like you got a problem you you know you want to oh fight. yeah it's like dude what's the matter with you it's oh yeah like, he he knows like he will fuck him and he will no he will because he fucks everyone up oh yeah and the one thing that you know and Seymour obviously doesn't like this because he he's in love with Audrey of and course. he doesn't you know obviously nobody would be for somebody that just beats a woman like that or treats anybody like that so as this is all going on the story is going on Audrey's getting a little too big now. Like a little, really, a little, a little big, like a little big, a little tiny bit, just a little too big, too big. Pretty much, he's like the size of a Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah, he is the size of a Volkswagen. He's a big fucking monster, and it turns out that he wants to. It he's sentient. He's dying. It's he's sentient, but he's still dying. He needs more blood, and Seymour's trying to do this finger shit thing, and then that's when we realize he talks. I'm alive, bitch. I love, and he is hilarious. And more, 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 more. ABC more. And he's trying to give it, and he's like, no, no, I need more. I need more. I need more. And I, I can't. I can't. What do you want me to do? You want me to cut my arm off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you are. Yeah, and he thinks the best way to do it is by giving him, like, animals. So, yeah. like, dead cats and all that shit. But that's that's not what he wants. He wants human blood. That's, that's the moment where you go, like, Get away, evil plant. Yeah, uh, burn evil plant like immediately. But that's not what happens because Audrey too is so intelligent, convinces so him. so intelligent. Convinces he convinces him. What do you want, Seymour? But he doesn't need. If you think about it, he doesn't really need that much convincing. No, because he's already he's already in his mind. Cause, yeah. Because first of all, he's a wacko. Yeah, he's a nutcase. He's a nutcase. He's, he's, he's a. You know, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Like, he's you know he's out there. Secondly, he already is pissed off at his boss. He's pissed off at uh, the dentist because, you know, all that shit. So it's Seymour already hates these people. So he's going like, you know what? Maybe I can kill bad people in his mind. (laughs) Yes. Which is what he's thinking. He's going like, I won't kill good people. I'm not going to kill good people. 
I'll just kill bad people. Right. I'm going to, but the question really then raises, the question that becomes raised is, he can't kill people. That's not his thing. I can't just kill, like you said, I can't kill good, good people. I can't kill bad people. I can't do all that stuff. He's not that kind of guy, except. Exactly. There's one exception, and that's when we get. And he says, it. again, story building at its best in music. Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. In my own alone. Which is an homage to BB King's right Rock Me, Rock Me Home. That's right. I remember you saying that. Again, Levy Shrubs killing it. He's the best singer in this movie. Besides yes. the chorus girls. Yes. Well, yeah. But that's, that's three people doing it. Yeah, exactly. This is this man killing it by himself. Yeah. He can grow up big and strong. strong. And, then he t- and then he paints Seymour a beautiful picture right now. Would you like a Cadillac car? Yeah. On a cash I want shot on jackpot. Uh-huh. How about a date with Hedy Lamar? Oh, of course. If you want it, baby. Smooth. But how did that plan know about Hedy Lamar? We don't ask those kind of questions. <laughs> <laughs> we can't ask that. Hey, I'm your genie. I'm, I'm your friend. I'm your all about convincing. Yeah, it's like, you know, just playing. Because he knows he's very gullible and he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's a weirdo and he's an idiot. Yeah. But he's a good guy and, and at the end of his Right, he, he does have a good heart. But because Audrey 2 is bad, he knows. And then. I don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. I don't know. I can't do this. Killing it right now. Oh, Killing yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't know. So, so many Preservations. I mean, I would too. Should, so, should he go and perform mutilation? And now, think about a room at the Ritz. It's a little more convincing. A little more convincing. Yep. I'm gonna give you shit. You do you do something for me, I do something for you. Now he starts thinking. It's like, oh yeah, that, now he's he got he got him. He's like, all right, I got you, I got you. Go get it. Come on. If you want to Deserve to die. And here it is. The moment that he and he pushes him and pulls him towards the the, yeah, the window and says, "Look, look, look at that asshole." Yeah, telling me if anybody deserves to say that motherfucker doesn't deserve to die. And then, bang, his face changes. Yep. And I love how it picks back up, where it's like now he's angry. Yep. I love this part though. The guy sure looks like plant food to me. The guy sure looks like plant food to me. And Audrey's got him. He's just like, yep, here we go. I'm gonna get my meal. Yep. I need blood and he's got more than enough. Wait, the best part. So go get it. Perfect. Get it. Perfect. Perfect song, perfect catalyst of a song yes. because it's that moment where it's like, okay, 
Now I'm gonna do now, fuck up shit. Now shit's about to get fucking real. <laughs> Cause he's gotta go kill a motherfucker. Now it's like little shop of horrors. Yeah, this is where the horrors part really come into play. Cause he now has convinced this man that that guy who, let's be real, he's he does have a point. Audrey too has a point. There are some people that deserve to die. Yes, that's one of them. That's and a, he's that's- one of those guys. So it just works out in his favor. And and what's great about this movie too is it always comes in a circle where it works out for Audrey two's yes. favor. Yes, and that's what I fucking. That's the mastermind perspective he, of it. Yes, Audrey's a mastermind. It really is, and perfect convincing. Everything just works out. I love how he just turns him towards the window. You see Steve Martin slap her. Beat her, and he's just, and you just see Rick Moranis gets pissed, and you're like, got him. And I love that scene in the shadows. He just goes like, "What you tell me? I can't. Come on, woman." Bang! (laughs) And you just see the little dog because it's not even a. Of course, he goes flying. (laughs) The shadow just like you go like, oh my god! But it would work on anybody. Like Audrey too, if especially because he knows that you know he loves her. Yeah. He literally named the plant after her. Of course. So he's like, well, I mean, I'm not stupid. I have, you know, I, I can see, I can talk, I can do all this shit. I know that guy's a piece of shit. Well, I need to eat a person. Well, let's start with him. Because at least with him, you won't be against it. No, of course. Because that, that's the idea. It's like, it, and it's with like with everything. It's yes. like, you never start out big. No, nobody starts. No. Nobody starts like, let me start kill. with the scum. Nobody starts with let me kill a thousand people because right. you know that's what I want to do. No, you start with let me do something good for society. Let me right. kill that bad guy. Kill the bad guy. Which and every everybody watching the movie is sitting there going, "Fuck yeah, kill the bad guy. That guy's an asshole. Kill him." He, no, he's major piece of shit. Yeah. he's already been established as a major piece. Exactly, of shit. kill him. And now he has to go and get him. And this is my favorite scene. And. Because it's your favorite scene, and I know how much you really love this scene because we get a big cameo in this scene, I will let you explain that scene. So once Rick Moranis shows up in the dentist's office, he's just like waiting. (laughs) And uh, then the dentist, Steve Martin, is handling somebody, you know, basically torturing that person. Then he walks out and he goes like, who's next? And it's... A person, a, you you know, you don't even think about this is a character. No. Just patient. That's the name of the character. Mm-hmm. Patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other characters, the patient, and it's fucking Bill Murray. It is Bill fucking Murray. It's Bill fucking Murray. Bill fucking Murray is a sadomasochist patient who loves to go to the dentist to be tortured he likes roots long long slow root canals canals. beautiful he's so excited too he's He's like nurse am i am i next am i next i'm next right yeah no no no, i was here before him it's like and no he's he's no he's selling it he's selling like selling it like a champ no no milbury does it and the best everything and i love the fact that like Steve Martin's like he's hurting him. No, he's and he's no, loving it. No, he, based on what I'm seeing, what he's doing, that motherfucker is gonna have permanent damage on his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my favorite scene is when he goes like, oh, "Ask permission first. Ask permission first. Yeah, ask permission he's first. such you a go, freak. You go like, what the fuck is going on here? I 
actually see Martin's also thinking that too. Yeah, he is because he's like because you know his whole point is he loves to hurt people, but now you have a guy sitting here that loves to be hurt, and to me that's just fucking insane. You go like, what the fuck is going? You psych, you sick fuck, and he's just and he's he just like, ah. And he's doing the best thing. He goes, oh, you're an you're an artist. You're a professional, sir. You are the best right now. I, you are amazing. And Rick Moranis is just sitting outside, listening to this whole thing. <laughs> but I love it. it's just a Bill Murray show. Like you're yeah. a professional. You're amazing. You are an artist. <laughs> you go like, oh my god, fantastic that cameo movie. I needed to see more of that movie. Just I would love a more. Movie. Yes, I would love a movie of Bill Murray. His name in his name is um Arthur Denton. Yeah, that's his character name, and he. This movie was already good. Yeah, he stole the movie. He st- <laughs> like everything he does. Like yeah, he stole it. Land, stole the movie. It was Woody Harrelson's movie until Bill Murray showed up. <laughs> until he was killed. But otherwise, again, it was he's it was, so funny. But then, and then we get into, then they kick him out, and then you know Steve Martin takes back the command of the scene, if right. you will, and he gets Seymour. He in gets there. Seymour because he goes like, "Do you think it'll hurt if I do this and that and the other?" He goes like, "Okay, come on, buddy." Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Just takes him, and drags him into the drags fucking, him and just starts wants to perform all these things, and he has. A little apparatus so he can feed himself constantly laugh gas. What a right fucking sick <laughs> Like a sick he's a sick fuck. And then the whole point is is so Seymour's trying to figure out, all right, how am I gonna kill him or anything. I gotta figure something out so he's thinking maybe if I hit him over the head or something and then they get into this whole little scuffle where well, they, he, have the, they have the he has a gun so yes that's right he does yeah. have the gun on him yeah um, and they're trying to go back and forth, but like, you know, Steve Martin's still stronger. He's still faster. He's cooler. He's, he's also, cooler. he probably was a jock and obviously he was a jock. Yes. Yeah. And he was, well, maybe he was killing puppies. <laughs> no, he was definitely a jock. He was shooting puppies with BB guns. <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't want to mess with this guy, but no. then, but his apparatus, his breathing apparatus that he has. Yes. Malfunctions. He accidentally hits the knob. Mm hmm. And it breaks. And it breaks. And now he's just sitting there, you know, fucking. <laughs> ODing, basically. Right. Pretty much he OSD on the ODs on laughing gas. Which is the best way to go, I think. Yeah. And then he just dies. He dies. Just he like just that. fucking drops. <laughs> yeah. In a great fucking way of dropping, too. He's just like. And then, obviously, so Seymour takes him. Any way to get him out of there. He finds a way to get him out of there. Yep. And then he dismembers his body. With an axe. Yes, with an axe. Again, back to the horror portion of this. Now he has to find a way to cut him in half and do all this crazy shit, which he does, and he feeds him to Audrey, too. So that Which Audrey means, enjoys. Of oh. course he does. And then who sees this but none other than Mr. Mushnick. Mr. Mushnick. Mr. Mushnick goes and sees all this occurring. So now Audrey finds out that, you know, the dentist is gone and she's all upset and all this crazy shit. And this is where they kind of emit feelings to each other. This is where suddenly Seymour, I'm yes. not going to play the song because I'm not a big fan of the song personally. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of Audrey. Pers- I'm a fan right. of Audrey too. I'm not a fan of the first one. Yeah. Um, yes. I love Audrey too. Not Audrey. 
Um, but one I, again, I know a lot of people do like that song. Go watch the movie; you can hear the song. Suddenly, Seymour. Suddenly, Seymour. Fine. He paints this whole picture of them being together and all this crazy shit. It's also kind of weird. It's it, very weird. It works better in the movie in the sense of like you go like, unlike the other songs, this one works really well with the movie. Yes, with the story of how they're telling you that the Just feelings are coming out and so on and so forth. Unreal place. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really plasticky, like and yeah, just like, fake ass bullshit like. Blue Jays are flying and like stuff. Like she goes, Cartoons. like oh, it'll be a perfect life, and you go, like, really? No, you switched for an open psychopath with a closeted psychopath. Yes, <laughs> I one hundred percent agree with that because after that, then Mr. Mushnick um, actually confronts Seymour. He's like, nope. "Shame on you! Shame on you! Seen it? I know what you did. Blah blah blah. I know what you did." And gets all fucking pissed off until someone else sees. What's happening? Audrey starts seeing what's happening. Audrey starts to see what's happening, but not that quick because there's still a plant there that knows that Mr. Mushnick is going to go tell the police. Mm-hmm. But he's still hungry. Mm-hmm. So he eats him. He swallows that motherfucker whole. I love, but you know what I love though is the introduction, <laughs> the, the, how he goes like, okay, tell me how I feed the plant before I take you to the police. Tell me how I feed the plant. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, you do, uh, like, mineral water. <laughs> He's just, just, like, shying around. Trying it. to get away what from else? it. What else do you do? And, and then until he realizes what it is, people. People. And then he's one of those people. And Audrey, too, eats him. Whole. Whole. Swallows him whole, which, I mean. Because un- unlike the dentist, it was, like, pieces. Yeah, no, he went. Vroom. No, he, he went, like, I'm, you're mine. Yeah. Um, yum, yum, yum. And he was, I get, and he was a big boy, so I'm sure he was very delicious for Audrey too. Yeah, he tasted all the asshole all the way. Yeah, yeah, I know he still is an asshole from what we know. Uh, no, in the in this movie, all the bad people get their comeuppance. Yes, I yes I did. Well, yes and no, technically. Well, yeah. well, 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 we'll, we'll get we'll, there. We'll but get there. before we get there, before we get there, they we have a little commercial for everyone, right? Uh, Tom, Tom, what are you doing? Dude, since we've been starting the flick book, I was like, I have to have myself a whole list of movies that I've seen that I can rate, that I can think of. Maybe I should rewatch this. So I've created an Excel spreadsheet just like I love to do. And I'm going to make Wait, 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 wait. You ex- created an Excel spreadsheet? I love Excel you spreadsheets. Nerd. Yeah. No, dude, there's an app for this already. Wait, there's an app? Yeah. You have an iPhone? Yes. So I have an Android, but they work for both. It's called Letterbox. Okay. Letterbox. So, you know, in Letterbox, you can browse popular and highly rated uh, and most anticipated films, including trailers, members, ratings, artwork, etc. Whoa. Yeah. You can browse and access popular reviews and lists. You can also read and post your own comments and reviews on, uh, on those movies. Love doing that. Oh, I know, man. And you can also rate the movies, you know. I, well, it's better than my Excel spreadsheet. No, no, it's a thousand times better than the Excel spreadsheet because oh, they wow. did the work for you already. Nice. So, are you interested? I am interested. Is it free or is it like a paid? So there, subs- so there's 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 a free version. Okay. You can get okay. But if you want like. 
pro version. Okay. I love pros. Pros, obviously. I, I, we are pros. We are pros. We're pro podcasters. It's a fact. So if you want a pro, the pro version, what you do is you go in and you put two ND rounds, second rounds. Okay. Right? And you get a 20% discount. Really? Yeah. And you pay $15.99 for the whole year. For the whole entire year. Whole That's year. like a dollar and fifty a month. Basically, dude. What? That's fucking simple. Just to have my own list of movies and rating them and get to see what other people do and too. you've been wasting your time with the Excel spreadsheet. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to close out my Excel spreadsheet right now. Don't even save it, man. I'm not even saving it because I'm going to go right now on my phone and I'm going to download this app. It's Letterbox. 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 Letterboxed. Crowd sponsor. You're the creator of this whole show and you didn't even know that we had a discount? No. Shows you a lot, man. Damn. Make sure you go ahead and download Letterbox right now. Proud sponsor of the second rounds and the flick book. And please put in the code 2ND Rounds and start your list today. All right. That's how we do. Of course, Mr. Big Money Eddie. You indeed have started your own list. Oh, of course I have. And I have well. a bunch of lists as well. I as well. And of course we have the flick book one um, yeah. that we have out there as well. So that's awesome. Definitely go check Letterbox out Letterboxd. Awesome, by the way. It is. You know, one of my favorite things is that I can get actually the percentage mm-hmm. of how much of a filmography I've watched. So I can put like Samuel L. Jackson. I go, yeah. like, how much percentage of Samuel L. Jackson? And it tells you. And it goes like. You watch nothing. You still need to watch a bunch more. I go like, well, no. I've watched a bunch. I have like You're 200. Not even, not even close. I have like 200 movies. They go like, yeah, but he has like a thousand more. So You're watch. like, fuck, I got to catch up on that one. And of course, you could put this movie that we're currently talking on, talking about on your list. And review it. And review it. And rate it. Yeah. And you can compare with my personal one, your personal one, and of course, the Flickbook's personal one. Of course. All right. So again... Here we are. We're about to. We're getting towards the end of the movie now. Okay, so this now, is how Tommy, pretty much. I, I have to ask you a question. Yeah, because for any fan, yeah, of Little Shop of Horrors, this is an important question. Okay, are we doing the ending or are we doing the ending? We're doing the original ending. Okay, there are two endings, uh, which will which I'll explain when we get to the ending ending because there are two endings to this movie. There was an original cut that had to be changed because people in the theater were really pissed off. Which is the better ending, in my opinion. It is the better ending, so they can go fuck themselves. And people were scared, too. That's the other reason why. They were like, oh my god, no, 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 no. But fuck you. The original ending, 10 million times better than the other one. So here we go. Time to get to the ending. Seymour goes off. He leaves. But Audrey, too, is still hungry. And he, well, she, we learned that this is a she, decides to make a phone call. Because that's what plants do. plants do that. They make phone calls. And um, once again, poison ivy. You know, right. Audrey too. They, make, they make phone calls. And she calls Audrey. And she, who Audrey is won. this? Audrey, Audrey won. won. And he goes, who is this? She's like, oh, who is this? And is this? it's like, what do you mean? To take a look. And he, she looks and sees that it's the plant. And she goes, oh my, oh, my God. And decides to go over there. See, that's when it's like stupid. It's like at that point, I'm 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 looking for a priest. Yeah, I'm not going over there. I'm looking for a flamethrower. I'm I'm not I'm going. For a bunch I'm not shit. going over there. Now the whole point too is like they they end up. So the reason that Seymour leaves is because he proposes to her, and they're going to both yes. leave together. So. She goes over. Going over there is basically like remembering Tenacious D when he goes, like, come here, I'm going to stab you. But yes, right. It's just like, 
All right, I'll she get w- it. She went there and she went like, stab me. Yeah. <laughs> stab me, please. Moron fucking walks on over there. And of course, sure enough, he goes and he tries to eat her. Now, at this time, Seymour comes back. You know, he went to go get yes. the car to get the shit. We're getting out of here. We're fucking, we're leaving. That's it. Comes back and he sees her being eaten. Just like whole. Just whole. Like you see. Just like Mr. Bushnick. It's just like. Yep. Feet dangling and shit. And sure enough. Right there. Boom. Eaten. Bye bye to Audrey. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I have to agree 100%. But this is when he's. And he's like, I can't believe this. Why? You know, why are you doing this? I, I was doing this for you. I did all this for you. And that's when Audrey 2 explains herself the greatest song of this which is the greatest song but by stating that automatically comes out and says well what are you talking about you know he's he's he's, she's asking him pretty much like what are you talking about you always thought out pretty much in the long run it's just like it's like doofus what the fuck do you i have been eating people where the fuck did you think i was doing good things it's like did you want to did you want to kill people no what did you start doing killing Killing people? people Does that not give you a hint who I am? <laughs> Do you not understand who I am? You know what? If you don't know who I am, let me sing it to you. The best song in the movie. <laughs> Better wait a minute. Better wait a minute. You better hold the phone. You better hold the phone. Better mind your matter. Better change you better your tone. Change your tone. Don't you threaten me, son. You got a lot of gold. We're gonna do things my way. Only oh, gonna do things at all. You don't know what you're messing with. You got no idea. You don't know what you're looking at. When you yeah, you're just explaining like you don't know like, what you're about. How, how, how do you how do you fight? Agreed. So, when you look at something like that, the weird. You see yes. Like, like anything it's like this weird plan comes along drinks your it's blood it's just a weenie mother from out of space and here's bad it's telling you I'm bad I'm bad and it's like you're giving it blood that's like vampire shit yes it's like this is a this is a vampire plant yes and the, the reason that I love this song so much is it ties yeah. All together And it's just Seymour being punched in the face Of all what he thought he was gonna get You know he was friends with Audrey too I did all yep. this for you yep. And now what Oh well just in case you didn't know I'm an alien And I'm gonna eat you And the rest of this fucking world And go fuck yourself You know what's funny is like Rocky Horror The villain of this movie is also an alien Yes it ties in but you don't know what you're dealing with. You, you never did. So the whole time, this has all been a plan. Tough kid. Let's love this part. He roars. Say, that ain't right. Here we go. Up yours. Fantastic. So, of course, he continues the song of pretty much just, you know, like, it's just I'm a green. I'm a mean awesome. green mother from out of space, awesome. and I'm how bad. awesome Audrey Two is. You know, and, and you know what it is? It's a perfect villain song. Yes. You know, I we always say with Disney, and again, Alan Menken, who wrote this, always good at making villain songs. Yes. This one, 
I top the bunch. It's yes. it's yes. a bad From motherfucking song. Done? Yes, it's a bad motherfucking song, and it's just straight up because here we go. He ain't got mine. When he says, you talk about Frankenstein, you think he got a temper? <laughs> He's got mine. <laughs> and it's just so smooth and jazzy and just, uh, another one. That's when he realized he's an alien. Yep. They don't mean shit. And you're like, oh. And it's, this is when he starts fucking with him. He's trying to get him, like, hit him with stuff. He's beating the shit out of Seymour. No, no. I got paint. Just like, please. Please, please, please. Oh, yeah, like it's nothing. Like, nothing. It's just like, swipe, I'm going to bust swipe. your balls. And he, now, now at this moment is when he's, he's fucking him up. He's tying him up. He get, this is when he picks him up. Yep. When he's lifting him yep. up, he's laughing. The other plants coming. I love the puppeteering. Yes. And he's just, and he's singing to him. Why is he just holding this motherfucker there? I'm bad. The plants are coming in singing with a little background yeah. sing, little backup singers. So fucking great. Cause he's mean and green. And he's a green mother from matter space. I love it. I love it. Now there is another song after this. I personally think they should have never been. This is now now he's lifting him up to eat him. Mouth mouth gets open. There was ah am. Bad and the and, and the then, best is the most horrifying part is as he's putting Seymour down his throat, the other plants are ah, and then he spits out his glasses, yep, and then laughs, <laughs> and then from there, that's what happened? That's how he laughs. I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not Levy Shrubs. I can't do that. It's ha 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 ha. I don't. Pee Wee Herman. It is Pee Wee Herman laughing. Imagine if Pee Wee did the voice. That'd be scarier. Yeah, it would be actually. But then the ending is girls and boys. It's one of the days. It's going to ruin the movie for me. Um, I will die. I, I kind of want to see it. Um, so the final song of the movie really is called Don't Feed the Plants. Yes. And this is when pretty much there's a million fucking Audrey 2s just taking over the world. And that's how the movie ends. But Tommy, I'm scared. Oh, God. You fucking, you're scared. Do you need something to hug? All right, fine. We'll change the Please. ending. We'll change yeah. the ending because so they're so scared about fake fucking plants taking over the world because it's a fucking movie. <laughs> so what did we do? We decided to make it different where it turns out oh, I fucking, I, he grabs an So Seymour grabs an electric cable because Audrey does get still eaten. Yeah. Seymour grabs an electric cable and he electrocutes him, which then he ends up exploding. Yeah. Audrey is still alive. They reunite, they both wed, and they move to the suburbs. They arrive at still their- Still fake shit. Still completely fake bullshit. They arrive to their new home, and there's a smiling Audrey 2 bud that can be seen from the flowers of their front yard. So it leaves that whole moment of, he's still around, or she's yep. still around. Yep. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah, no, give me the first one. Yeah, give me the first one all fucking day. Give me the first one all fucking day. All fucking day. So, in that case, now that we have finished it, it's time to get into that nitty gritty. Yes. We need to talk about your favorite character, your favorite line, your favorite scene, and of course, what did you rate it on Letterboxd? We'll start with Big Money Eddie. 
Okay, so um, when it comes to favorite character, um, the dentist. Uh, you know, you could pick Audrey too, and I know you're probably going to pick Audrey too. So I wanted to talk about the dentist. See, mine does just just an amazing job uh, doing the dentist, and it's it works. See, Martin is an asshole in this movie, but he's such a likable asshole. You want him to die. Yes. But you also go like, oh, he's such a fun bad guy. He's so evil. I can't wait to see him die because he's going to die such a horrible death. It'll yes. be great. And he's he the first one to get eaten, and it's enjoyable. To it's watch. enjoyable. Yeah. Um, favorite line? Honestly, I think when it, it's, it's going to sound weird, but I just... It's the feed me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feed me, feed me, Seymour. It's just like that feed mm-hmm. me, Seymour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. love it. It's just, it's just, they all said, I love it. Yeah, I agree. Favorite scene? <laughs> Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> the dentist's office. The sadomasochist and... And the sadist, basically. Fantastic. And what did you rate it on Letterboxd? I rated it a solid four. Solid four. Okay, that's a good one, too. That's a good way to go. Um, okay, then in my case, my favorite character is definitely Audrey, too. I yeah. just I love the I knew the you character. were going to pick it, so that's why I went, you know. With yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I just, I love the singing. I love the, the character development of a fucking plant that eats people. It's 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 a, a it's character. A bad plant. It's a bad. It's plant. a bad plant, but you root for the plant. It's weird. Like you're like you're totally for everything that happens. Like except people that saw the ending. Was, eh, I'm really scared. No, 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 no. I'm happy he won, or she won. Plant won. <laughs> they deserve it. They well deserve W on that one. Well deserved. Uh, my favorite line is funny enough in the feed me song when he does. So go get it. Like that moment when he grabs him and he pulls him and so yeah. go get it. Like where it's and like he pushes him. You, yeah, and he pushes him like you motherfucker. Like God, like because that that moment is when he really convinces him to go and kill a yeah. fucking person, and then it's just like, all right, so go do it. Go, you fucking bitch. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he is. Basically. You're my bitch. Go get him. Go get me. Go get me that motherfucker. Go go get him. Go and uh, favorite scene is one hundred percent Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray killing it as always. The scene is too funny. Him and Steve Martin just they just work too well together. SNL at its best. That, they, we should have had a whole movie just <laughs> the two of them. Yeah, I would have been perfectly fine with that. They can still technically do it. They'll just be really old. But and by then one of them's already dead. So I don't mind. It's fine. I'll take it. Um, and I rated it on Letterboxd a four and a half star oh, movie. There you go. There so you go. this movie would be considered then a four. Um, for the flight. So book. perfect. So it's perfect in that case. Um, all right. Well, we're not done yet because big money, you need to make a decision. I had the decision last week. It's your scared. week. I am scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared because you need to tell me does Little Shop of Horrors from 1986, because there's obviously the one from the 60s, does Little Shop of Horrors get or deserve to be in the flick book? I'm going to say yes. Okay, let's hear why. So um, the first thing that I'm going to mention is that it would have gotten an automatic induction just based off the, the original ending. But even with yeah. the theatrical ending, mm-hmm. it still deserves it. I agree. And it's because as a musical, it builds character. As a musical, it, it, it it's a 
horror comedy. When we think about horror comedies, there are a bunch you can think about. But this one does it right. It builds character. Mm -hmm. It builds the villain. Yes. It builds even side villains. Because Audrey is the main villain. Audrey 2 is the main villain. And it's also very rare for a villain to win. Especially back in the day. Exactly. It's very rare for a villain to win. So that could have been another reason, too. People were probably pissed off because they were like, like the hero's supposed to win. No, not all the time. No, not all the time. Especially when a plant. (laughs) Because we barely get plant villains. So (laughs) (laughs) you never get a plant villain. Like... What did he win? Because it's like the only plant villain, so we got to make him. Like, He's got to get some sort of a W here. I like the tomatoes didn't win. Yeah, well, but I like the tomatoes. Well, fuck you. Yeah, well, you know what? Why don't you go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> but, you know, as I'm looking at this movie, I go like, is it the best musical? I don't think so. But it's up there. I, yeah, I agree. But it's up there. Definitely up there. It's up there, and it can compete easily with a bunch of the musicals that we have talked about now, like yeah. Rocky Horror, or others that we will talk about uh, l- later on. Yeah. It is a fantastic musical. It is funny. Yes. It is hilarious. Yes. And it is just a fun time. And when you, uh, again, going back to what I said before in the episode um, for Rocky Horror, when it comes to rating a movie and th- thinking about should it be in the flick book or not, I can't compare Little Shop of Horrors to like Heat mm-hmm. or you know The Shining. Right. I mean, and we can talk about those movies, and I think they deserve to be in the flick book. You know, mm-hmm. but this is not those movies. This is right. um, rock. Horror, blues, musical, yes, <laughs> comedy, yes, that pays homage to a Roger Corman film from the sixties. And if you have not heard about Roger Corman, Roger Corman is the schlock king. Like all the bad movies you thought about, mm-hmm. or even once you were high and tripping with your friends, you like, imagine if, like, you know, a piranha became an anaconda. <laughs> He 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 made that. He made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he they took they took. We got to give him his own month and watch his movies. Yes, <laughs> so we definitely totally have to for that. Uh, but they took a silly, stupid movie from yeah. Roger Corman from 1960. Yeah, and made it something else completely. Mm-hmm. That is not only astounding. That's an achievement. Yeah. That is an example of a remake done well. Yes. And that's why this deserves to be in the flick book. Right. I have to agree with you. I think it's, again, the the main part of the flick book is it's a movie lover's cookbook minus the food. So, because the recipes are the movies. And I feel that it doesn't matter if you're a movie lover or you're not a movie lover. You got to watch this movie. Yes. It's one of the, you have to see this movie. Um, if you love musicals, if you love to sing, if you like good soundtracks, if you like to get those songs cut stuck in your head, they even they the have effects, ones. Even the effects, the puppetry is amazing. Yeah, puppetry is fantastic. This movie is 100% deserving to be in the flick book and will be inducted on our 10th episode Yay. or our bonus. Technically, that is our bonus yes. episode. Um, but that's it. We are done um, this was a lot of fun. We're still in October right now, big money, which means we're in the horror season for us right now. Of course, you know, we got 
We did, um, whatchamacallit, Rocky Horror, Little Shop of Horrors. So I think if you haven't figured it out, guys, what the trend will be for October, congratulations. You've now learned, uh, just like how we did with Audrey, too. Um, you know, it's like, it's they're like Seymour's. So yeah, they're they're all fucking Seymour's out there. Weirdos um, and shit. Yeah, but you're putting dentists. Don't stop stuff. listening. No, never stop listening, because there's always more coming. Big Money, of course, you know, this month, actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's almost two, two and a half weeks. I think it's two. Something like that. I forgot. It, this month, you are challenging for the Who You Got Championship oh, yes. against Mr. E-Town Ryan. And I'm going to win. At a horror con. Oh, I, I already saw. You know what? I already, you know, when I saw his picks and everything, and we talked about it before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mm-mm. Not impressed. This dude does not know horror. Mm-hmm. I can tell. That's why he I picked ch- Little Shop of Horrors. He picked Little Shop of Horrors. I was seeing it, and I went like, yeah. "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" It's like this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. I know this is his weakness. I know I'm going to win. Okay, well, we will. We will see when we are at Spooky Empire, and the New York edition will be at Brooklyn Horror Con. It's going to be fun anyway. Hell yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Two cons, two states, one day. It's going to be really excited to see what happens. And again, the championship is on the line. You win, sir. You bring it down to Florida. He wins. He keeps it in New York until another chance that we can we'll eventually see. We'll have. see what happens. We'll but see I, what happens. It's not over until it's over. I'm confident. I'm I'm rooting for you there, guy. I want you to bring the belt because I'd like to fight for it. Um, but it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say sayonara. You know, before I say goodbye, Tommy. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. A little something. A little something. I want to watch a movie. Wait, don't tell me yet. I want you to finish with that. Don't tell me what movie you want to watch for next time. You sure? Not yet. Okay. Let me say goodbye first. Then you can. Okay. I want you to sign off that way. Okay. Okay. My name is Simon James, aka Mr. Oh, so smooth, aka the smooth effect himself. And of course, guys, please go to Letterbox and type in the code two ND rounds. That's second rounds, and you will get twenty percent off of their pro version and of their Patreon page. If you would like to do that as well, twenty percent off is twenty percent off. That's always nice. So yeah, that's, and that, that's a that's a steal. At it is one hundred percent a deal, and it's from the second round, baby. So make your list. Compare it to me and Big Money's. Put it up and compare it to the flick book. Start your own flick book and let's compare it together. Um, and again, I'll see you guys next week for Big Money's movie that he's picking, which will be You May Go Now. So just off the bat, just before we we leave. You remember Tales from the Crypt? Of course. You love Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. Ever seen a movie made from them? No. Get ready. Oh. Because we're watching Demon Night. beginning of a beautiful friendship.